Hi, this is Blake Andrews, lead pastor at Victory World Outreach, Denton, Texas. This is our podcast, and we're so glad that you came to check it out today. I hope this message encourages you and inspires you to do great things for God. We're glad you're here. If you're watching online or listening on the podcast, we're thankful that you're there with us this morning. But I want to, I want to, I want to just read this for verbatim. That uh, I, I believe this message this morning um, is an important truth, and it ties in perfectly to Father's Day. The title you'll get an understanding of a little bit better. Um, but there's never been a time in the history of our world that it's been more important to be in church than right now. Never been a time in the history of our world that it's more important to understand the roles of our families and for us to realize that we need to be in fellowship, we need to be learning the Word of God, we need to be led by the Holy Spirit, and we need to be making decisions that are Bible-based. Does anybody agree with that this morning? Like never more than any time in the history of the world have we needed this right here, to be together, to learn what God's Word says, not what social media says, not what the news says, not what the, the, the agenda says, but to come into a body of believers and say, God, what does your word say? And so on Friday, I was doing a discipleship with the man and, I, and we were talking about, and I'm going to give you a little bit of homework a few different times when I tell you to write it down and read it later. Please go read it later. It will give context to the message. But uh, later on, if you're taking notes, you go read 2 Timothy chapter 3. And, and I was kind of trying to teach the guys that you can study the Bible and get a word and find out what its meaning is in the Hebrew. The, how many know the Old Testament was written in Hebrew? The New Testament was written in Greek. And so when you go to those words, you can get a greater understanding of each word. It, it puts emphasis on things. It also shows you where it was written in different parts of the Bible. And I say that to say this because I want to paint a picture. And this is kind of a picture in itself that's not on calm seas. Okay, this is a picture of the world we're living in right now. Turmoil, tragedy, craziness. And in 2 Timothy 3, we're not going to read it for time, but it says, in the last days, perilous times will come. And the word perilous is only mentioned one other time in the Bible, and I want to tell you where it is to give you a little bit of understanding of the days we're living in. The other time that perilous is mentioned in the Greek is in the time when Jesus is walking from the north part to the south part of Jerusalem. And he goes through a gate called Gadarenes. And you'll know the story later in homework from Mark chapter 6. But in Matthew 18, he mentions this word. And it's the same word as the, as the perilous times in uh, 2 Timothy 3. And it is the definition of demonic activity. We have never had a time. Listen, I'm, I'm not saying this because of what I see. I'm saying this because of what the Bible says. We have never had a time in the history of our world that the time has been so perilous as it is right now. And the other time it was used was where Jesus was walking through there. And people, as they would walk through this area, they would get attacked by demons, by people, demon spirits. And if you know the story in the Bible, he actually said to the man, what is your name? And the man said, legion. And legion means many. And he had 2,000 demons, this one man. And so I want you to understand that what is happening right now in our world is a demonic onslaught. Does anybody understand that? It is a demonic onslaught. We are, we are, and, and, and this is an important thing I didn't say in the first service. 
There was a word called, imp, imp, uh, actually forgot the word. Is Joshua here? What's that word? We imp, imp, Impasse. Thank you. Impasse. It came to me. An impasse. At that road, the, 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 the word also means impasse. means that we're in a deadlock. In our society right now, we're in a place where there's a, there, we're at a point of no return. And in, in in how our society has gone down in mor- morally. And so we're at this impasse, and basically you're f- confronted with demon, demon activities. And what you see on social media and what you see in this world and what you see happening is an onslaught of demonic activity because the devil knows. He doesn't know the day and the hour, but he knows the time we're living in, and he knows his time is short. And sometimes I believe that, and feel like the, the devil knows better than we do. As the church, we should understand that we're living not just in the last days, but we're living in the last moments. And in that, in the last days, this shall come to pass, means we're at the last port. We're at the last bus station. We're at the last uh, uh, city. If you're going to a place, you go through cities and you get to a port, you get to a place where it's the last stop. This is the last stop. I can tell you that prophetically, I can tell you that from the word, and I'm going to show you some things in the scriptures today to prove that. Just to give you a little bit of background, uh, I, this is, I usually don't preach a message about end times or the last days on a Father's Day, but for two reasons I'm doing it. One is because it's time, I try to preach one about every three months, and for two is dads, we need to understand like never before, we've got to get our families in the boat. We've got to get our families ready for departure. And there's coming a day, which we're going to talk about here in a little bit, when Jesus is going to come back for his church, and he's going to come back for a church that's watching for him. Can I, can I get an amen? amen? So we're going to go all the way back to Genesis, because how many know when there's an ending to something, there's always a beginning? And we see in Genesis chapter 6, we're going to see a parallel of why I'm putting this boat up here this morning. Chapter 6, verse 5. And God had created man, and it says that he saw the wickedness. And as I'm reading this, I want you to relate these verses to 2023 in the world we live in today. Because we are in the same boat spiritually. We're in the same place right now and possibly worse than they were in the days of Noah. And it says that the wickedness was so great on the earth that, the, that every intent of the thoughts of their hearts was only evil continually. As we begin to read this, it just describes what you see today. Because I don't know if you're like me, you just see stuff and you go, how is this possible? How is this happening in our country? How is this happening in the world? Why is this, why is this being allowed to happen? Why is this celebrated? Why is this okay? Does anybody else live in the world that I'm living in? And God was at that point with with creation that he had made. And as we continue to read, it says, And the Lord was sorry that he made man on the earth. He wishes he would not have made us. And he was grieved in his heart. So the Lord said, I will destroy man whom I've created from the face of the earth, both man and beast, creeping thing and birds of the air, and he says it again, for I am sorry that I have made them. So no, but, say but. But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. You should be thankful this morning if you're here and you know Jesus Christ, that you have found, Jesus has found you. 
and that by grace you're here this morning. How many know last year or five years ago or ten years ago, you wouldn't have been ready to meet Jesus? But today, thank God for his grace, you're ready to meet Jesus today. Because you're in a church that preaches the hope of Jesus Christ. And so he found grace in that evil time of the world. I want to find grace today in God's, in God's eyes. As he looks down on this earth, and you'll see in, as we go on with this sermon, is, is days that we're living in as in the days of Noah. It says this is the genealogy of Noah and fathers especially. I want you to pay attention to this if you're a single mom, but specifically on Father's Day. Noah was a just man, perfect in his generations. And he wasn't just because he was a good man. He was just, he was just because he was a good man, but today we're just because because of Jesus. Noah walked with God. Amen? And Noah begot three sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth, and the earth was so corrupt before God, and the earth was filled with violence. And God looked up upon the earth, and indeed it was corrupt. Look how many times we've seen that word. For all the flesh had corrupted their way on the earth. And then go to verse 18, if you're taking notes. But I, he says, will establish my covenant with you. I'm here thankful that God, see, God could just destroy us right now if he wanted to. Because he's God. But he says, no, I'm going to make a covenant with anybody who will believe in me. And he says, I want you to go into the ark. I want you to go into the ark. And he says, I want you, your sons, your wife, and your sons' wives with you. So he basically says, I want you to go in this boat, and I want you to take your whole family in. Dads, that's our responsibility, is to get our families in the boat today. Amen? Get them into the boat. So as we open up our hearts this morning, I want to begin to talk a little bit about this and, and share some things that have been on my heart. Because today, in the day we're living in, things are, are, are has anybody noticed how fast time's going? Everything is just speeding up, speeding up, speeding up. And things are happening so fast, sometimes it's hard to even keep track. But Jesus... Mentioned, and we'll get into this in a moment in the scriptures, he mentioned that, that this was a time, there was one of the biggest signs of when Jesus would return is that the, the days we're living in would be like the days as of Noah. Luke chapter 17 says this, if you've got your Bibles and your notes, verse 26, they said, Jesus, when will we know that you're coming back? He said, as in the days of Noah was, so it will be when the day of, is the day of the Son of the Man. So he says, I'm going to come back in the time when it's like when it was day, Noah's day. Now watch what it says. This is very important. They ate, they drank, they married wives, they were given in marriage. In, in other words, there was a certain sense of normality in life still. Okay? Today, as bad as everything is, we're going to have three weddings the next three weeks in our church. Three couples are going to get married the next three weeks. We're marrying. People are changing their lives. People are getting baptized. People are, are having jobs. So we're still, as crazy as this world is right now, we're, there's still some normality. That will, that's what the world will look like in, when Jesus comes back. Because when the tribulation happens, it won't look like it looks today. You think it's bad right now? I've said it before. This is a, this is a barbecue picnic compared to what it's going to look like in the tribulation. Okay? So there's, there's normality today. And it says, until the day that Noah entered the ark and the flood came and destroyed all of them. And likewise, it was in the days of Lot. They ate, they drank, they bought, they sold, they planted, they built. 
That's what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to occupy till Jesus comes. Okay? And he says, but on the day that Lot went out of Sodom, as soon as he got out, that's important, it rained fire and brimstone. If you've never heard that message, go look at our podcast. Go back and find it. I preached a message on Sodom and Gomorrah. And today, 4,000 years later, that place is still desolate. It's an actual place. And you can go there and pick up a brimstone and light it with a match, and it catches on fire. 4,000 years later. And it says that that brimstone, fire and brimstone, that's the only kind of, that brimstone doesn't exist anywhere else in the world. If you don't believe the Bible. They say, oh, this is an antiquated book. No, this is the book. It's an amazing book that stood the test of time. Amen? And so it destroyed them all, Sodom and Gomorrah. And even so, it will be in the day when the Son of Man is revealed, when Jesus comes back for his church. Dad, get your family in the boat. What do I mean? Get your family in Christ. Ground your family in Jesus. Make sure that your family believes what the word of God says and you have to believe it yourself. Another thing I want you to tell you, and I said a little earlier, is get ready for your departure. Get ready for your departure. I might preach something this morning that you, if you're visiting, you're a guest, you haven't been in church very long, you've gone to another church and never preached it. I'm going to preach something that is very common in the Bible and the church has always been looking for it, but unfortunately today a lot of Christians don't know about it and it's called the rapture of the church. A time when Jesus is going to come and take away the church from this world before he does the wrath and, and, and the, the judgment on this world. You say, well, why is he doing that? Why is, did, he never intended, I want you to understand, God didn't intend to destroy the world. He didn't intend to destroy the, in the flood. He, he intended to make, as he did in the Garden of Eden, perfection. And he wanted us to have good lives and tell the person next to you with me, we messed it up. You understand that? We messed it up. God has great intentions. God's plan has always been good. We messed it up. Started with Adam and Eve, and if you read the Bible, it's never stopped. They just keep messing up. Today we mess up, and thank God for his grace to help us when we mess up. But we got we to gotta fix it today, amen? And we can fix it in Jesus. And so this event is coming in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 15, that is very important, and it is the next event on God's calendar. It is the next thing that is going to happen for the church. It says, for this we say to you by the word of the Lord, that we who are alive and remain. How many alive people do I have in here this morning? That's us. One of the coolest things about being in this generation is that we are the generation that I believe is going to see the rapture of Jesus Christ, and we won't see death. How cool is that to be the, gener the only generation that has ever lived that won't die? Isn't that crazy? We would literally be alive. It says those who are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord. And there's only two people besides Jesus who have ever not died. One was Enoch. In Genesis, the Bible says he was walking with God and poof, he was gone. Gone. Just like that. Disappeared. Raptured. It was a type of rapture, type of Christ. And then we see Elijah in Kings. He's taken up into a chariot, into the sky, and disappears. Okay? 
And I believe that those, if, for those that, are, that study their Bibles, I believe Enoch and Elijah will be the two witnesses in the book of Revelation because they're the only two people that have never physically died and they will die in the tribulation and then come back to life. That's a whole nother message. Bible's cool. Better than any movie. Okay, it's way better than any movie. It's really cool. There's a lot of cool stuff in the Bible. And a lot of the movies that have been made have taken stuff from the Bible to kind of put us to sleep. And so it says, we who are alive and remain will by no means precede those who are asleep. In other words, dead. Everyone who's lived since Jesus Christ was on the earth till today is in the grave. There's, there's spirits in heaven, but their body's in the grave. When the trumpet sounds, their bodies will be reunited with their spirit. And they will rise first. And then it says, we will go after. For the Lord himself, that's Jesus, will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel, with the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive, how many alive people do I have? And remain shall be caught up. This is important. This means harpazo in Greek. This means snatched out of danger. Two people got excited on that. Snatched out of danger. That's literally what it means, to be taken out of danger. And so the rapture will happen right before. If you were to picture the story of Sodom and Gomorrah, they literally had to grab Lot and pull him out. Right? Noah and his sons got in that ark, and they shut the door, and the flood came. And one thing that I want you to understand that's very important today is history repeats itself. In the Bible, at Noah's time, when he was building the ark, they had never seen rain. Because if you know your Bible, the waters were, were watered from the ground up. There was a built-in sprinkler system, irrigation system. It had never rained from the sky before. And so when he's telling people, it's going to rain, it's like us today telling people, Jesus is going to come back. They think, they're, they think we're crazy. Well, they thought Noah was crazy. Y'all understand where we're at? Y'all understand what boat we're in? We're not in the crazy boat. We're in the smart boat. Amen. We're in the right boat. That's the boat you want to be in. And so history repeats itself, and no one believed. Every, more people than his family could have got saved, but they didn't get in. But as soon as it started raining, all of a sudden they're knocking on that boat, let us in. Let us in, but it'll be too late. And it says, then we meet him in the, where? Where? In the air. That's up there. And we shall always be with the Lord. Therefore, comfort one another with these words. Amen? Now, this isn't just specifically a rapture message. I'm saying all that to tell you that that is around the corner. That could be today. That could be before the service ends. Jesus can come back at any moment. And the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 15, when he comes, it will be like that. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye. Faster than you can't say, hey, God, give me a few minutes to get my house in order. Hey, God, give me a few minutes to repent and make things right. You got to be right. You got to be living for the Lord every day of your life, watching, praying, for asking for forgiveness, repenting. That's why I said now is the day more than ever to be in the church of God, to be in the house where the gospel's being preached and not compromised. Can I get an amen? 
So what we're seeing, and I'm going to give you some very serious things today that are popping off the news, are birth pains. I have been studying this for, ever since I got saved. I had an interest in end times. Everybody should have an interest, but I had an extra interest because it's still interesting to me today that so many people don't read the book of Revelation. And how, how do you read a book without reading the last chapter? I mean, that's usually the best book. But for some reason, because people don't know how to study the Bible or they're afraid or whatever, they, they kind of like, Meh. they don't mess with Revelation. But that's where we're at. We're living in those days right now. And the signs are flying off the pages of the news telling us Jesus is saying, I'm coming soon. I'm coming soon. I'm at the door. He's giving us a chance to get right. He's giving us a chance to tell our neighbors and our friends and our family. And the reason this demonic activity is so strong is because they sense something in the spiritual realm. Something's happening. Something's happening. And they're like, we got to work extra hard. And they're onslaughting our society. And unfortunately, too many Christians are just watching instead of making a stand. Okay? I'm going to say this now, and I might say it again a little bit later. Do you remember in the scriptures that Jesus said these words, For my name's sake, you will be loved. Is that what he said? Not loved? Embraced? Hated. For my name's sake. What name? Jesus. I'm going to get into that a little bit more here in a minute. Because this world is okay if you talk about God. This world's okay if you talk about uh, the things of God or godly things. But when you mention Jesus, it separates the goats from the sheep. It makes a divide when you stand for Jesus, and not only for Jesus, but what, for Jesus, what, what Jesus preached. So the birth pains are happening, and homework later, Matthew 24, they begin to say, hey, what, what's the signs of the times? He says, it's going to be like a woman giving birth, and all the women that are here that have had babies and the fathers that were there understand that those birth pains and those contractions get stronger and stronger and stronger, and you get to a place where you know there's some false alarms sometimes, but now it's happening. That We don't know the minute, we don't know the hour, but it's about to come out. And I've been saying for the last couple of years, that the rapture is almost past due. It's like it should have happened already. And, and probably the only reason it hasn't happened is because of the mercy and the grace of God to get more people in the boat. Amen? And so here's one birth pain. I'm going to give you a few things this morning. Earthquakes. Earthquakes have always happened. They've been around forever. But I'm going to tell you the frequency. Earthquakes since 1900 when they started to register them. They would, they would say on average there would be about 16 major earthquakes a year in the world. And about 15 of them would be 7.0 or greater. And there would always be one for the last about 100 years. One, there would be one every year that was about eight or so more. Eight, eight on the Richter scale. Okay? That's for the last 100 years. And, but there's been an increase, major increase in the last 40 years. And it says that the number of major earthquakes has multiplied by 12 times of what it did for the last hundred years, okay? I'm telling you what's going on right now in our world. You, you hear it all the time, earthquake, 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 big earthquakes, okay? Every time you see an earthquake, that's a birth pain, okay? That should, make, that should get us understanding Jesus is coming, Jesus is coming, Jesus is coming. Now, wars and rumors of wars, there's always been wars. 
But let me say something in, in case you've never been in church before. You don't understand Bible prophecy. You don't understand how important this is for the watch of Jesus' people. Israel is the key. The nation of Israel is, is God's chosen people. That's why if you're here in this place and you don't know it, you can learn today. You better pray for Israel and you better pray for the Jewish nation. Don't ever talk bad about Jewish people or the Israeli nation because that's God's people. I'm telling you, God protects those who protect Israel. Okay? They're, they're, they are our, 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 I don't know how to say it in the family. They're our uh, distant cousins that are kind of in trouble right now. And they're about to get spanked and we don't want to be around them. Okay, they're our family, but they're in trouble. We're over here with the good father that has given us grace. That's why we're thankful to be alive today. Okay? So wars and rumors of wars. Until 1948, Israel was not a nation. The Bible says it was born in one day, and that was a prophecy, and it became a nation. 1948, last month, May, was 75 years. Okay? So Jesus said in the scriptures, he said, this generation, when he mentions all this stuff in Matthew 24, will not pass till all these things have happened. So that gives us a time frame. As soon as Israel became a nation, the clock started ticking down for the return of Jesus Christ. One of the biggest signs is wars and rumors of wars, not just in the world, not Russia, Ukraine, not other places, but Israel. By the way, if you don't know this, Russia attacking Ukraine is just to get to Israel. Okay, if you haven't heard me, Russia is going to go down with China, and they're both going to be there as well. But uh, one, of the, one of the signs is, is Psalms 83, read that later, mentions seven countries specifically. Remember in the Old Testament, they had different names, but today geographically, they are these countries. Jordan, Egypt, Saudi Arabia, Iraq, and Syria. Here's another one, uh, Israel and Iran. Does anybody know about Iran. Anybody ever, ever heard the word Iran and nuclear weapons? Okay. Iran and Israel are at odds right now, very heavily in the news. They are threatening each other with nuclear war. That is in Jeremiah chapter 49, prophesied that Israel and, and Iran will be at odds. And it's called Elam, which is, that's the name for Iran in the Old Testament. Read that later. It's at the end of Jeremiah 49. The reason I said that is watch this scripture. Let's put up Luke 21 20. Jesus said, When you see Jerusalem surrounded by armies, know that its desolation is near. Right now, these nations are surrounding Israel and they're wanting to conquer Israel. Okay? Now, in the end, Israel will win. Okay? Because God's people always win. But what you have to understand is one of the greatest errors that Christians have had in the last 25 to 50 years is that they think it's called replacement theology. They think that we, the church, are Israel. We are not Israel. Israel is Israel, and we are God's children. We are, we are grafted in, the Bible says. Israel is going to pass through the tribulation, and one of the reasons for the tribulations is Israel, not the church. Y'all following me on that? So one of the reasons that the seven years of tribulation has to happen is because for the first three and a half years, God is going to deal with his people who have been stiff-necked people all the way back to the beginning. 
And he's going to deal with them, and he's going to allow them to lose for a little bit. He's going to allow them to suffer great loss, but in the end, they will be redeemed. And there will be 144,000 witnesses on this earth, which will be 144,000 virgin males, which will be preaching the gospel. They're alive right now, and they're probably already witnessing. And they'll be witnessing during the tribulation. Those Those two witnesses will come on the scene and do miracles. All this will happen for Jerusalem to be saved, Israel to be saved, and the Israelites to put their faith in Jesus the Messiah, not just Jesus, the good carpenter. Okay? They will come to Christ. The Israelis will come to Christ. But they will come to Christ, this is important, through persecution. Through persecution. Through trial. Today, none of you in here, including myself, are saved because of anything we have done good. Nothing. We are saved, as Ephesians says, by what? Not by works lest we should okay we're saved by grace we should be good people we should be faithful we should pray a lot we should everything all that but that doesn't make god love us anymore and doesn't save us that thief on the cross looked over at jesus and said would you remember me today yes today you'll be with me in paradise that's the grace of god okay but the jewish nation missed him you got to understand he Paul says, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, for it is the salvation of God first to the Jew, then to the Gentile. God came first to save his people. They rejected him. They didn't believe in him. And today to this day, and and, and I'm trying hard not to chase rabbits and go into other full messages, the the Jewish nation is looking for for a Messiah. The problem is the one they're going to see is going to be the Antichrist, not Jesus. They'll be fooled. Okay? So wars and rumors of wars. Now, I want to look at Revelation 13, and I want to just give you a few more facts. How many would just give me a few more minutes? This has never been more real. I've been preaching this for 30 years, studying this for 30 years. It's never been more real than today. Like, it is so vivid in this world. Like, things that are happening in the world are so real right now that it's not. How many have heard the word conspiracy theory? There's no more conspiracy theories. They're theories. The conspiracy part's gone. You like you used to be like, could this be true? Now it's just public knowledge. Y'all following me on what I'm trying to say there? Well, I wonder this. No, it's public knowledge now. Like, I don't know if you've noticed that the world and sin doesn't even hide it anymore. I mean, they're not even trying to like, you know, no, it's just like in your face. Demonic, in your face. It's not even a, that's how it is. So that's the world we're living in. And right now I'm going to show you some things. Revelation 13, don't put it up for one second because I need to say this. Just for anybody that doesn't know, rapture happens. The first Thessalonians 14, the church is gone. Okay, how many are going, by the way? Let me see if you're going to go. Okay, that's the smart people. How many smart people? We're getting out of here. Okay, we're looking, watching, waiting any day to go be with Jesus. Once we leave, the Bible, Jesus said, Seven years will happen, listen, that have never happened before and will never happen again. Times of, I always say this, the, we think we're living in a bad world today, and I don't know if I already said this this service or this last service, but this, I think I did, right? It's a picnic, barbecue picnic. I can't say that enough. This is nothing. The pandemic was nothing compared to what's coming. Jesus said it himself. It's not like I'm saying it. He said there will never be a time in the history, and you think back to Sodom and Gomorrah and think back to the flood. He said, those don't compare to what's coming for a seven-year period. And so the church is gone. The grace period's over. 
And tribulation, the great tribulation starts, and it's a seven-year period. And during that seven-year period, the government is going to take the world over. And so what's going to happen is there's going to be one government, one religion, and one currency. Does anybody see all of that happening right now without me even telling you what I'm going to tell you? You can see it happening right now. All these things are unfolding. And, 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 and we know from the, I said it from the day one, I'll say it again, and I'll never stop saying it. It was a pandemic because it was a practice for the tribulation if, to see if they could control the world, and they did. Okay? Hook, line, and sinker. So that said, watch Revelation 13. Here's what's going to happen in the tribulation. We won't be here. Tell the person next to you, you don't have to be here. Tell them, don't be here. And some of you are like, man, I like my house. I like this. Well, stay here. Enjoy it. I'm out of here. I don't care about my house. Don't care about any. I don't love this world. And I especially don't want to be here because I know what's coming. He, the Antichrist, causes, that's by force, not by persuasion, all. What's the definition of all? Right, Brett? Everyone. By the way, Brett's here. This is Pastor Paul's uh, grandson, Pastor Josh and Elena's son. Just wave, everybody. He's super smart, man. Super smart kid right here. I just, I just have to say something about you. I was preaching at the home church a few weeks ago, and he was in the truck with me, and we were talking about the rapture, huh? And I go, Brett, let me ask you a question because he's very smart. I said, let me tell you something about the rapture. It makes a lot of sense. He's like, I said, do you know what gravity is? He goes, yeah. I said, what is it? He says, what's keeping us on the ground? I said, when the trumpet sounds, God's just going to hit the gravity button. And we're just going to shoot off. And he was like, whoa. <laughs> True, right? Makes so much sense. See, become like a child. Makes so much sense. So he's going to persuade, or, or force, not persuade, all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, listen, to receive a mark. How many of you ever heard of the mark of the beast? On their right hand or their foreheads. Now, I want to tell you something very, very important. This is literal. This is a physical mark, not a spiritual mark, a metaphorical mark. It is a real mark. Did you know that people right now, not just there, but in Sweden, lots of people in Sweden already have a chip in their hand? They already function with it for work and everything. A little tiny chip the size of a grain of rice. And the reason that I know for a fact that it is a physical mark on your head or your forehead, some people say, why the head? Because not everybody has a hand. I mean, it's not a very big population, but some people don't have hands. Hand or forehead? Everybody has a head, though. Right? Last time I checked, everybody had a head? Okay. So it's a physical mark because in, I think it's Revelation 16, read that later, it actually says that one of the bowls of God's wrath is that that's, that mark will become a loathsome sower, stinky, and they'll try to get it out. It'll become a, a they'll be, they'll, not only will they wish, for many ways they didn't have it, they'll try to get rid of it, but they won't be able to. Do you know the tribulation is going to be so bad that the Bible says people will try to die and they can't die? That's bad. Can't die. They'll, they'll, and, but at the same time, somehow, they'll be so wicked that they'll look up and curse God. That's not me. How many else would say that's not me? I respect God, honor God, fear God, love God. God's your everything. You're the boss. Amen? So in this, they take the mark and it says that no one may buy or sell. Think about 20. We just had it. We just saw this. Except the one who has the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. 
Did you know that right now, as I mentioned, one world government, one world religion, one world currency, that some of that sounds possible. Now listen closely for the next five minutes. In, in Abu Dhabi right now, that's in the Middle East, there is a building called Abraham's House. You can go look at all this stuff later. This isn't a conspiracy, it's facts. Called Abraham's House, and it is a building that has a synagogue for Jews, a church for Catholics, and I'm just going to be specific on that, not Christians, and a mosque for Muslims. And the reason I'm being specific on Catholic is because the Pope's the one who's behind that. And he has been for years to bring all the religions together. Been meeting for years. So in this building, it's called Abraham's House. Jewish synagogue, Muslim mosque, church for Catholic people. And they are already meeting, and it opened last year in 2022. It already exists. They're meeting together. Because here's the thing. They all believe, Jews, Catholics, and Muslims, in Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And so do we. But the problem is they don't believe in Jesus as the Messiah. And that's why I said earlier, when you say that Jesus, as Jesus said, we need to learn to quote Jesus. Jesus said he's the way, he's the truth, and he's the life. Nobody gets to heaven except through the Father. Except through the Father, except through him. We just need to learn to quote Jesus. Okay? Just quote him and you'll be good. So that's happening. And that world, I'm just going to tell you, that world that's going to come together in the tribulation is going to be so glad that we're gone. We are, we are holding back right now, as I mentioned a few weeks ago as the restrainer, we're holding back the agenda. If it wasn't for us Christians boycotting and praying and fighting and standing up and doing all the things that we're supposed to do and, and praying and praying and praying and witnessing and standing our ground, the agenda would already be in place. We're, we're, a, we're a thorn in this world and the devil's side. And he hates us. Amen? And we hate him, by the way. So the great reset has happened. Has anybody heard that word? Great reset. That means just to start over. Have you ever had to reset your computer? They want to reset the world. They just want to start over, fix everything. But the reason they want to do it is they want to dominate the world. Okay? Klaus Schwab founded that World Economic Forum. They want to make all people equal in one government. The Bible says this will be a, na a ten-nation confederation. If you read your Bible later, write, write this down if you're taking notes and you care. Daniel 2. Daniel chapter 2 and Daniel chapter 7, Revelation 13 and Revelation 17. Those four chapters talk about this will be a 10-nation confederation ruling the world. Right now there's 120, no, 182 nations, I believe, in the United Nations, which I wish we weren't a part of. But there'll be, there'll be 10 nations running the whole world. Okay? How many are still here? I'm going to get you some really good stuff. How many remember the who, not the rock group, but the who? World Health Organization, right? The ones who told us how to live during the pandemic. Remember them? The World Health Organization, who got all this power. And, and listen, I'm not going to get into the, all, the, all the shots and all the masks and all that. I'm just going to tell you that the group behind it was a group that is funded by China. China's behind the World Health Organization. And China's the one that started the pandemic in the first place. We're in the truth speaking church, right? 
has nothing to do with politics. That's truth. China started it. It's already come out on the news. So the World Health Organization is this force that is, has become stronger and stronger. And, and I, I, was, I was told this by, I sent a link by Paul and Brenda that I watched, and I shared it with some people, Pastor Paul, some different people, powerful. Uh, how many of you ever heard of James Dobson? Fa- Focus on the family? Well, he was interviewing a woman that I did not know who she was, but I know many, many know. Her name was Michelle Bachman. She was a senator. She's a very powerful woman in politics, but she is a, a, one of the most influential women in the world, and she's a strong believer. And so she's being interviewed by James Dobson. So those are two very credible people, okay, especially focused on the family. He would not have done this interview if he didn't believe that it was legit. And she came out to say something that's going to shock you. She said that the WHO is dealing with trying to, to take away the sovereignty of every country in the United Nations and give the sovereignty to the WHO. So if you think it was bad in 2020 with the pandemic, you can't even imagine what it would be like with, with in the tri- during the tribulation with the WHO having the power to make decisions over every country. Okay? Everybody still here? Then she went to the meetings last month. And confirmed, this is her own words, that the, they have integrated rules that are centered around pandemic lockdowns and medical tyranny. The rules push a globalist economic standard with a one-world health care. And, and she said this already exists. This is online. You can go find it yourself. A QR health passport. Meaning that you have to have that to be able to travel. Remember when they were telling us where we could go and we couldn't go? That was just a test. This will be that if you're not complying with the rules of the QR code in your phone, you will not be able to do anything. Does that sound like the mark of the beast? And why medical? Because there's nothing greater to get a person's attention than something medical. I remember when Kristen was about 18 years old and she had an a, a, a appendicitis. And she had to get an appendectomy. And I remember being in the room with her, the doctors came in, and because she was 18, they talked to her. She had to make the decision. She had to sign the papers and all that. But I remember thinking at that moment when she came in, I had a flashback to, like, what it would be like during the tribulation. Moms and dads, can you imagine? So you know with with an appendicitis, they come in and they say, if we don't operate, this thing could rupture, they could die. Okay? Can you imagine being in a hospital room, and the doctors come in and say, your kid's gonna die if we don't operate. And you say, okay, operate. And they say, do you have the health passport? And that's the mark of the beast. And you say, no, I don't. And they don't operate on your kid. You're choosing between the mark of the beast and your life of your child. That's what the tribulation is going to look like. Not for us, because we won't be here. But, but we're seeing all this happen right now to tell us how close we are. That's already in place. Everything's already set in motion. And I've been saying this, and I want to say it again this morning. We're so close to the rapture. And the next, they're planning for, a, for another pandemic. I believe the next pandemic is going to be the rapture. Can you imagine what this world will look like when hundreds of millions of people disappear from the face of the earth? Can you imagine what that will do to health care? Can you imagine what that will do to insurance? Insurance will go bankrupt. You've seen what little tornadoes do. We've seen what... You know, catastrophes on this earth do. We saw what happened with the tsunami. Everything will go bankrupt. And guess what? Guess who will be the Savior? The Antichrist and his one world bank. 
Anybody getting anything? China's already made a digital currency, by the way. And they're making all their purchases go through the national bank. We've even heard that here. That they're going to start trying to control what we deposit, what we do with our banks. Last one. This is, this is pretty amazing. And I give all glory to God for this, but I, 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 had, I had this vision like 30 years ago, and it's coming to play today more than ever. I said this like 30 years ago, and I'm not the only one, but I believe this with all my heart. Second Timothy talks about when the rapture happens, that the people will, will he said God will give them over to a great delusion, meaning they will be, they will be deceived. And I just mentioned, can you imagine today if the, you know, how many, how many hear all the time, and I preached a message on that too, you hear the thing on the phone, the Amber Alert, that loud Amber Alert. I mean, if our phones were on right now, it would be all across the, imagine what it's going to be like the day hundreds of millions of people disappear from the earth in the rapture. The chaos that's going to happen, and what they're going to do is they're going to come out, and they're going to say, it was aliens. They've been setting this up for a long time. But let me tell you something. It's gotten heavier. Watch this. This is crazy. UFO alien, alien activity. I couldn't, I couldn't, if I didn't see this with my own, with our own eyes, I wouldn't believe it. Last, last month in April, the U.S. government is, started tracking more than 650 potential UFO sightings. Last month or two months ago. And li listen to this, it gets crazier. And last year, the, the government made an office, a branch of the military, just to track UFO sightings. Can you believe that? Why? Part of the great delusion. Part of the great setup. Because people on this earth, and hopefully you're not one in here in this place this morning, would believe more that an alien would abduct us than that Jesus took us. Some of you might be here right now, and you might not believe the rapture is going to happen, but you believe an alien would abduct you. I'm just saying. Hope that's not you. Because if you have more faith in those, in those aliens, then go ahead. It's not going to be an alien abduction. And there's going to be a whole lot of unidentified flying objects flying through the air. Because we're going to go up into the air and disappear. Amen? They're, 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 their radar is going to go crazy. They're not going to know what to do as the musicians begin to come. Listen, don't shut me off. If you don't understand what 650 UFO sightings means from last month, for the last 100 years that they've been tracking UFO activity, they would have one to two sightings a year. Sorry, a month. Now I just had 650 last week, last month. If that shows you that they're amping up the, the activity. Why are they doing that? Because they want people to believe it. The movies... Now they're, now they're saying also, not only is it just like the government doing it, police officers seeing it, military people are seeing it. What are we going to say if the military says they saw it? Right? So it's all to set us up to believe. And this last thing I'm going to read you is crazy. In a Gallup poll in 2019, it says America, it seems, I'm reading this verbatim, is ready to believe in aliens. We've been set up. Remember the, remember the message I preached on the World Wide Web? Remember, we're in the web. Whether we're a believer or not, we're in the web. 
We're stuck in that. You have your phones. Most of you can't pay bills without it. Most of you get paid with it. Everything we do is on our phones. So you can see how if they said all of a sudden, let's say we were in the tribulation and the rapture doesn't happen, and that's not real, which it is, but we're in the tribulation, and they're saying, hey, have you been complying with the QR code of the World Health Organization? And if you haven't, we know where you live. That's why every once in a while you need to tell Alexa or Siri or Google, Jesus is Lord. Just let them, let them know because they're listening. Amen. Just witness to your phone. Tell them because they're listening. All you that are listening, I'm a believer. Come get me first. Come get me first. I'm a believer. Amen. How many believers do I have in here? How many believe with all your heart that Jesus is coming back? Amen. I think my musicians might have got raptured. Amen. Last verse. Genesis 7, dads especially, but everybody but dads especially, Genesis 7. And that very day, Noah didn't know what day. He made that boat. He worked on that boat. It took him a long time to make that boat. And people were mocking him the whole time. And when that boat was ready, the rain began to come, and God said, get in the boat, Noah. And look what it says. And that very day, Noah had gone into the boat with who? His wife and his sons and their wives. Dads, let's get our families in the boat. Dads, let's get our families ready for departure. Amen? If you don't believe, that's your problem. That's the word of God. And if you've got some kind of asphyxiation or affection towards aliens and movies and all that, that's because that's exactly what, what the, the movies wanted to do. To get you to believe more in that than a scripture that would say that Jesus could take us to heaven. Every time in the Bible, how many want some peace this morning? Because this is scary stuff. Every time in the Bible that God, and here's why I believe all with all my heart in a pre-tribulation rapture. Because God cannot, can someone say that with me? Cannot, cannot pour his wrath out on his children. We cannot be here. Wrath is coming. He's done it two other times in the history of the world. He destroyed the whole world with Noah. He destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah. He's, gonna, he's not going to totally destroy this world. But did you know that the, there's going to be close to half the population is going to die during the tribulation? That's billions of people. Billions. Well, that's a, that, that's, not, that's a mean God. No, that's a just God. A God who's been waiting and waiting and waiting and been patient and patient and patient and said, this is a time I'm coming. Be watching. And if you want to come with me, come with me. All the way back in Exodus, he says, I put before you today good and evil, death and life. Choose life. Choose Jesus this morning. Amen. Choose Jesus this morning. How many choose Jesus this morning? Amen. Would you bow your heads and close your eyes? Father, Holy Spirit, thank you for your word. I'm just reading things from the news. I'm just reading things that are happening today in our current events, God, that shows us that your return is right around the corner. It's today. It's tomorrow. It's at any moment. And the tribulation, God, a time of testing, 
a time of judgment, a time of wrath coming upon this earth. Lord, we, we sit around sometimes and we say, God, when are you going to judge these people? God, when are you going to bring your justice to this situation? How are these people going to keep mocking you and making fun of you? And we wonder, God, when are you going to do something about it? God, you're going to do something about it. You're going to pour your wrath out on this world, on a world that has rejected you. Because, Lord, if they don't reject you, they can be saved. Today in this place, you can be saved. Today in this place, you can know, listen to me, without a doubt in your heart that you're saved. You can know without a doubt in your heart that when Jesus blows that trumpet and comes back for his church, you're going to go in the snatching away from this world before trouble comes on this earth. And the Bible says, so will ever be with the Lord. Comfort one another with these words. How many in this place, from front to back and side to side, all over this house, would say honestly in your heart, not to appease me or your family members, but that God would see you. Jesus, I believe that you are the Son of God, but you have never done that before. You have never put your faith in Jesus Christ. Today, when you came in, you weren't sure where you'd spend eternity. I want you to know that you can be like that thief on the cross that looks over at Jesus and says, would you remember me today? And Jesus will say back, yes, today you'll be with me in paradise. Today your sins can be forgiven. Your life can be changed. It's not about a church membership. It's about a changed life this morning. How many could say, that's me? Pray for me, Pastor. Just put your hand up and put it right back down. I see your hand. I see your hand. How many more all over this place? I want Jesus to change me today. I'm going to wait just a moment. I need Jesus. I need to say a prayer today. I need, I need to be born again. I need to get my heart right with God. Maybe you're a young person. Maybe you've been in church your whole life, but you've never had a relationship with Jesus. Today, God is knocking on the door of your heart. He's saying, let me in. As we stand all across this place, please stay in reverence with me because decisions are being made right now. Maybe you're here and you at some point knew the Lord, but you're like some of these teenagers were saying, you're, you're not living the way that God wants you to live. Jesus is coming back for a church that's looking for him, that wants to go to heaven to be with him. The Bible says a church without spot or wrinkle. That's a church that believes that Jesus is who he says he is. I believe that my salvation today is because of what Jesus did on the cross. He paid my price. He took my place. If you're not sure today, if you stood before God today, what you'd say to a holy God, just find that nearest, nearest aisle and come down here and let's, let's say a prayer of salvation. Let's give our lives to Jesus today. You raise your hand or you know you need to come, just come. I'm going to wait just a moment. Amen. Come on, let's give them a help. Let's give God praise as they come. How many more? I saw some more hands go up. How many more? Do you know him this morning? Do you know Jesus as your personal Savior? Praise God. Praise God. Jesus came for the one. It's not about multitudes. It's about the one. Amen. The one that needs change. The one that needs Jesus. Oh, get in the boat. Get in the boat. Get in the boat. We're going to say a prayer before we open these altars up to just...
talk to God a little bit about our own lives, to see where we're at, to make some decisions on going out and getting more people saved and getting more people in the boat. But there's people watching online right now, listening on the podcast, and we want you to have the opportunity to believe in Jesus. Stop believing what this world says. Stop believing what the news says. And start believing what God's word says. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. Just repeat this after me. Lord Jesus, thank you from the bottom of my heart for your mercy and your grace. I admit today that I'm a sinner and I need a Savior. I know that if I died today, I would not make heaven my home. Jesus, I believe that you came down from heaven and lived a perfect life and became a sacrifice on the cross for my sins so that I don't have to face death, so that I can be redeemed and forgiven and changed. I believe that, and I confess with my mouth, Jesus is Lord. Today, please write my name in the Lamb's book of life. And from this day forward, help me live for you. Help me build a relationship with you. Teach me your word. Teach me your ways. I turn from my old ways. And I, be, I am a new creation. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks again for listening. If you want to hear more messages, please subscribe to our podcast channel. And if you like it, consider rating it and sharing it with your friends. For more content from VWO Denton, go to our website at vwotexas.com.